Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Heavenly Gaze. Today we're going to be discussing the topic of Somebody Cares. Enjoy! So we decided to start this series called Somebody Cares on account of what happened a few weeks ago in Woolwich. So I was walking in Woolwich and I saw a woman who'd clearly fallen on hard times and she was passed out on the stairs of Woolwich. She was drunk as well. And a lot of people that day just walked past her. Some people were pitiful towards her. Other people were even angry at her situation, believing it to be self-inflicted. Some people stayed for a bit, but then left. Others didn't even care to ask if she was okay. Um, But me and my friend waited with her and it just reminded me of literally, it was the modern day Good Samaritan. And it was just the fact that so many people were not moved with compassion. And she was sitting there for a good three hours because we were rehearsing. And we just decided that no, we actually have to have compassion on the lost. As much as it may seem like, oh, this is her own personal problem. She shouldn't have drank that much. When Jesus saw people like this, he was moved with compassion simply because they were as sheep without a shepherd. But when we see people, we tend to brand them rather than seeing them as sheep that have gone astray. We label them as drunkards, as alcoholics, prostitutes, fornicators. When Jesus didn't make this um, distinction at all, like when he saw his disciples and the madman of Gadara or Mary Magdalene, he didn't separate between who they were, but he saw them all as his sheep. And so that's why he was able to relate with these people Um, Even with the women in the alabaster box, the Pharisees were like to Jesus, how can he be a prophet? Because shouldn't he know what manner of woman this is? Like, she's a sinner. How on earth can he be relating with her? But Jesus had such a heart for the lost, a genuine burden for the lost, that he was able to relate with both the great and the small. And so I believe that somebody cares is someone who is moved with compassion, irrespective of someone else's position. And once my pastor said to us that whenever you see someone who's gone astray or whenever you hear something about someone else, the situation becomes soil and your response to that situation is the seed. So you can either sow compassion and mercy or you can sow hatred and judgment. And ultimately, whatever you choose to sow is what you will reap later on down the line. Being moved with compassion is to have the heart of Jesus Christ and to just love people indiscriminately of where, of what problem they seem to have because everybody has issues to different capacities. So my issue might not be fornication, but it might be that I dishonor my parents. And I feel like a broken arm is much easier to detect than a chest infection. So we often criticize people based on the obvious mistakes and their obvious faults. But you two can have the exact same fault, but just in a completely different way. And God doesn't rank sin at all. So it's so important to show compassion wherever you can, because the issue that someone else is going through, your issue might be so much worse. Like with the madman of Gadara, you could see he was in chains. The guy was crazy. He lived in a cemetery. (laughs) So it's so clear to see, yeah, this guy, he's lost it. But with someone like Ananias, he looked and his wife, Sapphira, they both looked very reputable, very um, holy people, but they withheld an offering from God. And so they died because of it. Yeah, their children were left without parents because of that. But with us, we would see it as, no, this madman, he's bad. Jesus should just leave him. Like, he's lost his head. But rather, Jesus saw, no, this is the one that needs saving. And with Ananias and Sapphira, it looked as though their problems weren't even problems at all. But that's what provoked God the most.
Mm-hmm. So it's for God to cast judgment and not for us. The Bible says, judge not lest ye be judged. So yeah, that's what I believe that to um, someone cares. Mm. Wow. And just to add to that, yeah, when you're talking about Mary and Martha and all those women that were once either crazy, they were possessed, or they were um, women of the street, prostitutes. I'm trying to find that scripture, but um, there's, a, there's a part in Luke where it says that these were the women that were supporting him and that were using their money to um, to kind of sustain Jesus and, his, Jesus and his disciples. It's in Luke, I don't know what chapter it is. But it shows how Jesus' love and compassion towards these women changed their circumstance so much that they ended up in turn coming back to bless him and his disciples. So you should never look at somebody from where they are and say, oh, you're going to amount to nothing. With Jesus, honestly, with Jesus, he can change anyone's life for good and he can make you into who you've been called to be, which is a daughter or a son of the king. Often, when we're in this mentality that nobody cares it's just a reflection of the fact that we don't have a strong enough relationship with jesus we're not going back to talk to the father often we're not reading the word and i was gonna say when you're not reading the word it's easier to believe a lie about yourself over the truth so let's say when you're in the world the world profits off of us not believing in who we are into having to buy into an idea that in order, to, in order for somebody to care, I need to do this, that, and the third. But with Jesus, God really tells you, you don't have to do anything for him to care. He already died on that cross for you and resurrected mm. and defeated all of your sins. So it's like, oh yeah, I used this analogy before, but um, it's like, you know, during turn time, if you're in school and you're kind of, um, practicing I don't know let's say Spanish and you're practicing Spanish and you're writing an essay and you see a mistake in your conjugation or where an accent is missing you're gonna easily correct that but let's say in summer holiday when you haven't been revising um and you see that same mistake you're just gonna be like oh yeah like that's calm you're gonna let it slide but the different the thing is that is literally a mistake and you weren't able to identify because you haven't been revising your Spanish and it's the same with your thoughts if you're having this thought of nobody cares then and you haven't been in the word of god you haven't been spending time with god he literally tells you the opposite this lie literally contradicts everything that god has ever done to you or said to you then you're not able to identify the lie in your thoughts and you take it as your truth and it's such a dangerous train of thought to follow because the enemy really wants us to feel you know like useless as if nobody cares but imagine with Paul if he thought nobody cares like you know um so Paul when he was saved before he was saved he was persecuting Christians so imagine when he was saved the Christians must have been like Paul like you're persecuting us last week we don't want to hear anything you have to say and then the Jews must have been like Paul you're a Christian now like we're gonna persecute you too so it's like he must have fought on both sides like oh no one really cares about what I have to say. Let me just kind of, let me just not talk at all. Let me just not spread the gospel. Imagine if Paul fell into that trap of that, like, of that kind of thinking. We literally wouldn't have 28% of the New Testament. So there's literally so much purpose and potential in you that the enemy wants to destroy because that purpose and potential is meant to glorify God and to work for your own good, for the good of those who love him. So it's like the enemy really wants to destroy that. So you should never fall into that trap of thinking that no one cares because God literally tells you the opposite. And 
to know that God cares, you have to go and spend time with him. So yeah. Wow. And just to add to that, yeah, we see how Paul so much only cared about what God had to say in Galatians chapter 1 verse 10. He says, am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or God? Am I trying to please people? If I was still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. In Mm. other words, Paul wouldn't be serving God if he was trying to um, please other people. And I I think Paul really did not care about what other people had to say, but instead Mm -hmm. cared about what God had to say. And that's what allowed him to be so powerful in his ministry towards the whole of mankind. He wrote, was it 28% of the New Testament? Yeah. 28% 28% of the New Testament that shows how much he didn't care about people but he cared about pressing forward and fulfilling what God had put in his heart to do that is just so powerful wow can I quickly add on to that? add on <laughs> so it's like when you're working to please people when you're constantly striving to please people if you do something that upsets them they can just decide okay I don't care anymore but with God, it's like if you're constantly working to glorify God and to love God, God, like God's never, even if you're doing like a madness, even if you're not following God, God is always going to love you and God is always going to care about you. So it's not like you can lose God's love or lose God's like affection because in John 14, 16, it tells us that we have been given the Holy Spirit. So it's like when you're saved, you have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. It's not like if you do something bad, God's going to be like, okay, give me that back. Like, no, it tells us in Numbers 23, 19, that God is not a man, so he does not lie. He is not human, so he does not change his mind. So it's like, you literally always have like God within you. And what scripture is it that tells us that our spirit is made, oh, 1 Corinthians six seventeen. but he who is joined with the Lord becomes one spirit with him. So it's like, you literally can't run away from the Holy Spirit. You can't like lock yourself in a room and think, oh, okay, phew, I got away from the Holy Spirit. It's like, <laughs> God is always going to be there for you, to care for you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if you talk to him, and if you're in a relationship with him, you'll know that he cares for you. But if you're just ignoring the Holy Spirit, then it's easy to fall into that trap of thinking that nobody cares. Yeah. Wow. 